0: The last thing we're discussing was a person who vowed that he's not going to have any hana from his friend is allowed to return him a lost object. And we saw a between Rabbi BME and Rabbi BSE. One of them said, we're talking about a situation where the assets of the finder are asur on the person who uh, who lost the object. But if it's the other way around, where the person who lost the object's things are asur to the finder, then he's not allowed to return it to him. And one of them says that even if the the, the person who lost the object, even though his things are asur on the finder, he's still allowed to give it back, because this concept of a person coming to ask for tzedakah while he's dealing with the uh, lost object is not common or for something not common. And with that, we're starting Lamedal, Lamedalif. Lameda. And over here, it's very interesting because the, the Girsa that we have in front of us, the text in front of us, it follows the Rosh's explanation. The Ran has a different explanation. We'll discuss once we finish the sugya. So we'll go back to it. So the Gman's is going to ask, according to the first opinion, that the finder's things are a sur on the person who lost the things. And Tanan, the problem is we learned in the Sef of ma'kom We learned in the Mishnah that a place where the finder usually gets paid for dealing with the lost object, and here he can't pay him, so therefore the money should go to Hekdesh. Now, Bishlam, I understand them on the Amar. I understand according to the rabbi who holds that when the person who lost his object, that person's things are as sure on the finder, even there, he has to give it back and the money goes to Katani Now I understand why it says that's why when you, he has to give it back and the money goes to Ekdesh because he can't take that money for it. So that fits in perfectly. But according to one who says that if the person who lost the object, his things are asur on the finder, you, he doesn't have to give it back, then Amai, why do we need that second part of the Mishnah where it says, So the Gemara explains, Our Mishnah is talking one case, a specific case, we're talking about where the finder doesn't want to take money, he is a rich person or he's a Hashu person, he doesn't want to take money from a mitzvah, I don't need the money. So since the person has to pay, but the person doesn't want to take the money, okay, so the money goes to Yiddish, makes life easier. Now that's the way the Rosh brought it down. If you look at uh, the run, the first couple lines are bolded because he has a different Girsah. To him, the question is, even according to one who holds, that when the person lost his object, when his things are a on the finder, even then the finder has to give it back, then why do we need the last clause of the Mishnah? It says that the money goes to Hegdesh. And then he explains the Hadah going on. Only one of the dinim in the Mishnah. What's going on the, the case where the owner's things are a sur on the finder. And that's why it goes to Hegdesh. And the run brings up something very interesting. That big run that we see. That could be, even if the money doesn't go to Hegdesh and he pays him. Could be that's not uh, considered a hanaah. could be. Listen, hey, this is what I lost. Pay me what I lost, and it's not a hanaah. It's an interesting run. It takes us really off topic. Very good. I'd look into it. Now let's get back into our Gemara. Some bring down the machloket derbi amiv and derbi asiv behalishna as follows. Plige ba amiv They have One of them said lo shanu that the Mishnah was talking about el al where the owner's assets are asur on the finder and, and we don't care about that whole sugya with the coming and you, you don't have to give him we don't care about that but if the finder's things are asur on the owner they don't give it back because the finder is benefiting the person who lost his object and the Rang goes as far as to say, it's not like you're just uh, pushing a uh, lion away from this person, you're saving his things. No, here it's uh, complete Hana'ah. Now, that's one opinion. And another one says, Even if the finder's things are a surah on the owner's things, mutar, he's allowed to give it back, because when you give it back to him, because you're just giving back whatever is owned by the owner. You're just giving back his things. You're not giving him any hanaah. And now the Gemara is asking a question on the person who holds that when the owner's things are a surah on the finder, tan'an, we Mishnah. A place where they, the finder gets paid, the money goes to Hekadesh. I understand, according to the rabbi who holds that when the finder's things are Asur and the owner's things, you give it back. Why? That's why we needed the Mishnah, that whole, uh, if it's a place where they get paid for it, it goes to Hekadesh. Because if the finder's things are asur on the owner, and the finder doesn't want to take anything from the from the finder, okay, the minhag is you have to give something, so you give it to hekdesh. Makes sense. But according to the one who holds that where the finder's things are asur on the owner, he doesn't have to give it back. Then how is he going to answer that? How is he going to explain that last part of the Mishnah where it says? That if uh, his things are asur and he has to pay, then the money goes to Hekadesh. Well, if he's not giving it back, then why should he pay? And the whole language would be weird. So therefore, Kashyat, you're right, it's a problem on him. And the Ran and zuft the halakha, is no matter what the cases are, no matter who is asur from who, you still have to give it back. Now, over here, the Gemara brings another halakha in regards to misusing something that is Kodesh. So Let's say, in front of a person, there's this loaf of bread, and it's ifkir, it's ownerless. And the person said that this uh, bread is now kodesh. He picked it up to eat it. He misused it. And now he owes the kodesh, whatever the entire worth of the bread is. And at that point forward, this uh, loaf of bread is now Hulin. However, if he picked it up, he wants to give this piece of bread to his children. Then at that point, he is Mo'el, but only whatever benefit he took from it. Meaning, what's it worth for him to to have his children think that he wanted to give them a gift? And uh, even if he didn't give it to them yet, what's that Hana'ah? So whatever that's worth, that's what he has to give the Kodesh. But that loaf of bread doesn't go out uh, to Hulin until the children take it. And then at that point forward, it would, they, would, they would be the ones who does, do the entire bread. So now, based on this, Rav Haya Baravin has a question from Kikari If A person says, my loaf of bread is a sure to you. And then, then he gave him that loaf of bread as a gift. What would be the halacha? Meaning, kikari amal, he my bread, ki itebeshute, when that bread is by me, then it's asur. Then it's dasur. The However, once I give it to you, it's not mine anymore, and now you could use it. Or dilma, or maybe. He told him it's asur on you. On you, meaning, on the other person's going to be hekdesh. Doesn't make a difference if I gave it to him, didn't give it to him, it's always going to be hekdesh. So, it makes sense it's simple that even if you give it him as a gift it's still Asur because if you want to say that when he gave it him as a gift then it's, he's allowed to have benefit from it then you have a question when a person says my bread is Asur to you uh, what's the reason of doing that anyways he can't touch your food if this bread belongs to me, you can't take it. It's called stealing. So then why do you have to make the vow? Ela, you have to say Lavla Puke de Iganva Mine Mignav. Aren't we talking about a situation if this loaf of bread is stolen from me and the thief gave it to this person, it's still a soup for him to eat? And the Ran brings this down as if the Gemara is trying to be uh, sarcastic, meaning it's something out of the blue for it to be stolen and then given uh, given to the person who he stole it him It's a korban to him. Rather, you have to say it's talking about a situation where he gave it to him as a gift and it's still a sort sure to him. So Rav I don't like that proof because you could say look, you could say that maybe he didn't want it to be a sur if he gives them as a gift, and maybe when he said kikari alecha. What what he's trying to do is La Pukeh is coming to exclude from a case, the alea. If he invited him over for to eat this loaf of bread before he vowed, then whatever part this person is going to eat, the, the vow doesn't go on. But if he gave it to him as a gift after he made the vow, it's already too late and the whole thing is asur. And we'll stop right here. Baruch Hashem. Le'olam. Amen.